To my younger self, what's your story? To my younger self. 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 What's your story? How are you doing? It is so, so wonderful to see you. My name is Zoe Baraka. Of course, the show is To My Younger Self. This is where we tell stories, uh, personal stories. Rather, let me qualify that personal African stories, or is it African personal stories? All right, let's not dwell on it. Uh, that, you know, from our past, that will propel us into the future. Um, and the show is To My Younger Self. Um, what we've been doing the last year or so has been that every last Tuesday of the month, we will uh, review a book written by an African author. <laughs> and last year, we had the singular honor and privilege of actually launching a book on the platform okay it was wonderful and do you know like it's like a day two like one day two that we launched this particular book it is the book that not only was launched um you know as a book it was also one of the things that kind of threw a lot of light on this platform itself so it's a double whammy book <laughs> So just bear with me today. It's a double celebration. The other thing you don't know is that in about two days to my younger self, this platform is going to be three years old. So we're having like a double, triple celebration. And not only that, our... Um, um, executive producer um, and line producer Elsie Dixon is also celebrating her birthday today. That's how many celebrations in all? Like four celebrations. And also in about two days, yours truly is going to be celebrating your birthday. So it's just a celebration day. And I'm just so, so, so excited to be here. Listen, please, when you get in, go and also share and tell your friends there's a big thing happening onto my younger self and you want them to be a part of it. I know you don't have enemies, but just in case your friends, 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 cousins, brothers, aunties, you know, far, far, far removed, kind of has an enemy, send them over our way too, because we'll just love them and then they won't be your enemy any longer. Okay. All right. This, the book we're going to be reviewing is this. Thank you, Lord. He inhabits our praise. 
Thank you, Lord. He inhabits our praise. Now, we're going to be putting it in the ticker area where you can find this book to buy. Um, it's in all kinds of places, especially if you're in Ghana. You're going to find it at Video Bookshop as it's on here. It's on Amazon Kindle. Um, Kindle, sorry. It's on Book Nook Store. Of course, it's on Amazon itself. Um, and then you can also kind of email um, the author who I'm about to introduce to you very, very shortly. Before I introduce the author to you, we always kind of like to greet each other um, in different dialects all across Africa. We're going to go ahead and do that now because if I don't do it, this movement is going to, <laughs> they're not going to forgive me. So let's do it. Where are you watching is from. Uh, I really, really, really hope you slept well. I just greeted you in the Hausa language, which I am very privileged to be able to speak. Uh, I can't speak properly today. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. It is wonderful to see you. Ansuma to you, if you speak Dagbani or Wale, I just greeted you in uh, Kosal also, my father tongue. Um, Ndina, to you, Wezo, how are you doing? Um, I just greeted you in Ebe. Um, if you speak Ebe anywhere in the world, I greet you. Thank you. Join us, join us, join us. It is wonderful to see you. I'm very glad that you woke up well and that you have time to invest in us today. I just greeted you in different variations of the Akan language. Thank you for joining us. Saobonani to you. If you speak Zulu, all of our South African friends, thank you for joining us. You do it much later in the week, but we appreciate you. You are like the backing. You back us every single week. Thank you. Ibella to you. Ibiokebari to you. If you speak Moshi, I just greeted you. Te Oyo Ten, do you speak Ga? Oje Ko to you. Arabic in fair to you. How are you? It is wonderful to see you. Of course, salam alaikum to you if you speak Arabic. I know that our Muslim brothers and sisters are going to be having a big celebration tomorrow. Listen, I have a lot of you who are friends, so please can you send me shinkafa the nama? You know, like send me some of the rice and meat. Okay, I need it too. <laughs> Ekaro uh, to you, Ekabo to you, if you speak Yoruba. Nagadef, Tasan, you see to you. I just greeted you in Wolof. Thank you so much for joining us. Jambo, Habari Gani, Habari Ya Osubwe, Iaure to you, if you speak Swahili. Thank you for joining us. Kotong to you, Amohelang to you, if you speak Sesoto. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Ikotoli to you if you speak Fofoldi and you are Fulani. Thank you so much for joining us. Akei to you. Do you speak Creole? That is Haiti Creole. You know what I mean? Thank you so much for joining us. Bom dia to you. Uh, bonjour, bonjour. Buenos dias. Imaraba. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Guys, do not be silent, okay? We want you to be a part of this celebration. If I had my way, we would all kind of just jump in and just be dancing and be dancing. Abra Jarvis, it is good to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us right here in Minneapolis. It is so good to see you, my brother. Um, and the birthday girl herself, Indina Milo, it is good to see you. Let's jump in, guys. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. I'm going to introduce to you an incredible, incredible woman that I have come to just absolutely love and adore. When you meet her, it feels like you are in the presence of a, of, of a serene atmosphere. There's just so much peace around her, so much joy that can only be explained that it comes like from deep inside her. 
And she's always smiling. There's this beauty about her that I cannot begin to imagine. And then when you read this book, you wonder how does a person keep that radiant smile with everything she's been through? And this is like a tiny little slice of what she's been through that she's tried to put in this memoir. Um, I affectionately call her um, Auntie Araba, or I call her Auntie Araps. <laughs> I have so many names for her, or I <laughs> sometimes I call her Auntie Adeline. I just kind of just call her Odoyewu, my love. I just call her all kinds of things, and she responds to all of them. She's so gracious, and when we, we just get on like a house on fire, I love her dearly. And I could go on and on. In fact, I was telling her, you know, Antara, but you probably don't even need to be here for this book review. I could probably just do it all by myself. <laughs> now, this book, by the way, has been nominated by um, or has been entered into the Christian Literary Awards organized by Joy and Company. This is a, uh, a Christian Authors Award. It's uh, for Christian authors in excellence. It's been um, entered into four categories of this particular award. How incredible is that on the anniversary, the one year anniversary of this book? Okay, Adeline Araba Anderson is a Christian lady. I love her. She kind of just says, there's nothing to me. I'm just a Christian lady. Uh, don't let her fool you, okay? Uh, Call to write inspiring articles on the Christian faith. She has an insatiable desire for the knowledge of God's word. She keeps her passion ablaze with an unquenchable zeal for service in God's kingdom. She believes in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and has held Christian leadership positions. Amongst other things, she loves to listen to people who through encountered incidents express their Christian faith and affirm the truths in God's word. She firmly believes that when we give God our praise in all situations, he is faithful to keep company with us. This is the first paragraph. Now, what she didn't tell you or well, it does tell you here is how she is a lawyer, how she's an advocate, how she is, um, she's just all kinds of things. I don't know how to describe this woman. I think I just want to bring her on just so you can kind of, um, I, I don't know, kind of love on her and you describe her to me. For me, there's just so much radiance about it and I could go on and on. I promised her I was going to do it in eight. I've done it in 10 <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen and storytelling connoisseurs all around the world that are watching us right now, please do me a big favor. Even if you don't comment all the time, this is the one time as a birthday gift to me. Okay, please, please, please do me a favor. Go into the comment section and say an, a hearty, absolutely incredible welcome to the woman of the hour, my very own Auntie Araba uh, or Auntie Adeline um, Amison. Hello. Hello, Zoe. <laughs> it is so wonderful to see you. Look how beautiful you are. It is wonderful to see you too. Oh my God. And hello God. to all of you out there. I know there are quite a number of people coming in. It's good to be back. Yes, a year on. I mean, last year by this time, Zoe was in a hot seat. I was sweating like crazy. I was too. <laughs> 
And the book of the hour was this book here. I know you probably have yours. So can we just show it to the yes, world? Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, I did that on purpose. Do you see that book right there? Look how incredibly beautiful. Thank you, is. Lord. <laughs> he inhabits our praise. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness, here we go, look at that. And you know who is saying this, right? Ever radiant Auntie Araba, from all of us <laughs> to my younger self. Thank you, thank you so much for your kind words. Oh, I wasn't being yes. kind, I was being truthful. There's a oh, big difference. And I'd like to meet that lady. <laughs> I liked every word you said about him. Oh. I really would love to meet him. Well, you're meeting her. Here we are. You know, today is a conversation. We're just kind of hanging out and talking about the book one year in yes, what has yes. been different for you all kinds mm -hmm. of things um honestly if you left me to my vices and i was kind of begging other people can you let me kind of review this by myself i would have loved to do that <laughs> but i love to do that <laughs> because i would have just come in and say chapter one let's read and i'll just read it and just let it sit in people's souls and we're going to try to to do a bit of that but what okay. i know about the book is that um it is a memoir about your journey to health and uh, 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 after you've gone through a life-threatening disease and um so it's been published you've gone through all of it you're here with us we're smiling we're joking we're having a lot of fun um what has it been like for you a year in um, it's been a life-changing experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I've taken a bite of the world, mm -hmm. you know, to have so many different people, you know, come up to me and tell me what it's meant to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable to think that I started writing, wondering, is anybody going to read this and who is going to need to hear this? Mm -hmm. Only to realize that there are so many people you know, and the one that moves me the most is when people say that you wrote this for me. Mm. You know, there have been so many people who have said that you wrote this book for me. You know, and as I wrote, I just kept saying, even if it's just for one person, I'm still going to write it. Mm. Because the edge and the need to write was so strong, I really couldn't have avoided it. Wow. It's been it's been amazing. I I am so glad that I was obedient to the Lord. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And for me, I think as I was reading the book, this is my yeah. second time reading this book. By the way, okay. um, Zoe hardly ever reads a book twice. There's only maybe like two books in the world that I do that mm -hmm. with. <laughs> The Bible, obviously, and maybe another couple of books, but um, to read it twice and my eyes suddenly kept popping up again. It's like, oh, I didn't see that before. Oh, I didn't understand that before. Oh, that's what it means. <laughs> I can believe that because it happens to me. Yes. Reading my book and I come across things and I ask, oh, this really is something I shouldn't forget. Wow. Oh, this happened, right? This, I mean, it has that same effect on me. Wow. I don't know what you call that, but yes. So actually that kind of segues me into the next question because I wanted to ask, 
Um, have you kind of written this, I mean, read this book just as an as a reader and not an author? And if you have, which pages kind of jumped up at you? And I know you have your book by you, so I was going to ask you to indulge us and kind of take us through a few of the pages that kind of was like, did I write this? You know, and we'll read a little bit of it before I tell you which ones are my favorite. Oh, you know, I, I, I really have... I read this as, you know, uh, a reader. I bought mm -hmm. this book and I, I treated it like a book I bought mm -hmm. and then I began to read it. Wow. And I just I just want to show you before I read it. I don't know if you can see, but this is the <laughs> book I wrote. But that if is... you can look through, do you see the markings? Yes. Do you see the markings? Oh, you know, who, my. who does that to their book? I don't know. <laughs> I do that to books I enjoy. Who does that to a book they wrote? You know, read it and mark it like, you know. But a, a number of pages jumped up to me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you would want me to read There's them. A few of them, because I kind oh. of want to delve into your, your very beautiful mind a little bit. As in like, okay, I see you. You, you put a marker on there or you, you underlined it or colored it. What exactly mm -hmm. made you do that? So we definitely want to do that. And, and whilst you're looking for the first page that or the first okay. page you want to read, again, guys, just see this beautiful woman. Oh, my goodness. This is the book. Thank you, Lord. He inhabits our praise. It is such a... The color of the book excites me because, listen... Zoe loves purple, okay? And there is gold on there. And it's just such a delightful book. It's just so easy to read. Yes, this time I'm here full on out. I'm advertising this book on my own accord. Listen, it's my birthday week. I can do whatever I want, okay? And what I want is to advertise this book. So go and get it. Go and get it. Okay, so Antaraba, I am definitely waiting for you. Fui Potake, it is very good to see you. And he says, hello, dear Araba. And we continue to thank God for your life. Vicky Vaughn Williams says, Room, you are a true miracle. You are and you are and more the description your host gave. I love you. Listen, right? So much more. I wish, like, I come to Brothel. For those of you who don't speak to you, I mean, I wish I could speak English proper. Like you guys today, you would be floored, but you, it's okay. <laughs> if what S. Arthur says, thank you, Araba, for being obedient. Thank you. Yes, it is my birthday. I feel like I came from coming to America, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we are ready whenever you are. Okay, um, I'll read a, a bit of, a, um, if you have the book, yes, you'll find it on page 97. Alrighty. Um, previous to that, I talked about asking God to give me direction, to give me confirmation, and assure me that he was still with me. And then a friend came in with a pastor who prayed with us. And he was so specific. He gave such detail. I was so surprised because, I mean, he was confirming things other people had said using the same words there's no way to my mind he could have known except the lord revealed it to him and when he came and he spoke the kind of reaction i had is what i'm going to read okay so you'll find it on page 97. okay 
This talks about the woman at the well. Mm. In conversation with Jesus at the well, she told Jesus she was not married. And in commenting on that, Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you don't have a husband. You have been married to five men and the man you live with now is not your husband. He told her only a bit of her life story. Somehow from this statement, this woman ran back into the city and said to all the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And I read this and I remember asking myself, could this be the Messiah? Because I had asked the Messiah, tell me something. Let me know that you really are listening to me. Mm. And then suddenly he sent somebody who tells me so much that doesn't leave me in doubt that, yes, wow. he listened to me. And like the woman at the well, I felt like just running out and telling everybody, come, see a man <laughs> who has told me anything I ever did. Wow. That's, that's one of the things that really jumped at me when I read it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's so many of them, but, mm -hmm. I mean, for purposes of this brief discussion, mm -hmm. yes, that's the part oh, I will talk about. That is so incredible, just how aligned God kind of put your life. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to backtrack a bit, especially for those of you who don't have the book yet. First of all, why don't you? So as you can see, we have today we're dedicating the entire show to the anniversary of this book. OK, and so definitely just go and get the book and then you'll understand what we're about to say or we're about to discuss. We're going to backtrack to how you started to write the book and why. And just writing off of the back of lupus nephritis, first of all, what it is it? Uh, you're going to explain a little bit to us and then you're going to tell us what or how it began for you. You know, okay. just take us through a little bit of storytelling here. Yeah. Okay. Now, lupus... Briefly, lupus is an autoimmune condition where the body's immunity begins to attack itself. Mm. So it attacks the cells, good cells, bad cells. It attacks the blood, the bones, the organs. And when it's attacking, the intention is to destroy it. Wow. You know, so when you get lupus, that's the sort of state your body gets in. It's like the body is immune to itself. Mm. Uh -huh. So it, it gets you in a very weak state. Now, when one of the organs it attacks becomes the kidney, then the kidney itself is involved in the lupus. Mm. And that's when it's termed as lupus nephritis. It's a very, very, you know, debilitating condition. And when you have lupus nephritis, you just have the options of treatment. Medical science hasn't been able to tell what the cause is. So getting the cure is a very separate matter. And for me, I had very high levels of inflammation. You know, it's wow. just different symptoms for different people. So you may talk to two lupus patients and they may not tell you the same thing. I mean, with regards to every aspect, but the base of it is that the body's immune system is attacking itself. Wow. You know, 
Yeah. Oh so that's, that's what I had to live with. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And so again, you would have to get the book to kind of understand the beginnings of it, but I want you to describe to us the first time you kind of noticed, whoa, something is wrong with me. The first time is, is, is a very mysterious part. Mm. It was a day like any other day, talking to everybody, doing all I had to do, go to work, come back home, very happy, say good night and see you the next day. And I wake up the next day and I'm a very different person. Oh my God. You know, I feel so weak. I feel very exhausted. I feel like I'm not breathing properly. I check my blood pressure and it's, you know, going so high. I actually realize I'm getting frightened because I could tell this this something really going oh, on and yeah. nothing had happened. I hadn't felt anything till that moment, oh, God. you know. And so with that, I began to call people, my friends who are doctors, ask questions. Briefly, they asked me, look, you need to go and see a doctor, mm. you know. And I got to a doctor and I ran from doctor to doctor, from doctor to doctor, through various hospitals, through various lab tests. After quite a runaround, they were able to zero in on this diagnosis, you know. So for me, I keep telling people, you know, when we say each day is by the grace of God, it literally is, yes. you know, it is for everybody, not just for somebody who is sick. Mm. Because I wasn't sick when I went to bed. Yes. But I woke up and if anybody had told me that, look, these complaints are going to take you on a journey for over five years, I would have been surprised. I mean, I would think of maybe a day or two and I'll be back. Right, like malaria yes. or something. Yes, yeah. yes, because, I mean, how can I just jump from health to total unwellness, you wow. know? So I think that for me, when I read it again as a reader, it was more of, Lord, you really are a protector. Mm. Because how can I go to bed and wake up like this? Oh and if God. I didn't have you in it, how was I going to cope? Wow. And I wasn't prepared for it, you know. So for me, that's how it started. It was just a matter of going to bed like anybody else, waking up, and then you are on a five-year journey to God knows where. Oh, my God. And yeah. the fact that you didn't even know it was going to be five years. is the No, no idea. There's no way. Even if I had been told, I would not believe it. Oh, my goodness. I would not have believed it at all. Oh. And for me, the way the news was broken made me realize how serious it was. Eventually, when it was diagnosed, it was, well, you have systemic lupus erythematosis. Oh. It's briefly called SLE. And I'm sure you've heard people talk about lupus. Mm. So I knew that <laughs> there is something wrong with you, you know. And then immediately flashed before me, you know, the cases of lupus I had heard about. And you can imagine when you're frightened, it happens all the time. I only thought of the worst possible cases. Mm. And I was imagining what causes that? Mm. And how can I go through that? Oh you know, my. but that's that's basically how it started. You know, I slept, woke up, and then I was and sick. Then and then you were over sick. five years. That had become your norm, your everyday thing. Exactly. Oh my God, that makes me even more joyous to see you as though, you know, when they say you don't look like what you've been through. Yes. This is this is yes. it. You're it. 
Yes. That's a picture. It is yes. such a joyful yes. picture. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. Yes. Um <laughs> actually when I read the book, that's how I feel too. Like, I mean, where <laughs> is this person? Who is this person? How did this person turn out? It's, oh it's, my god. It's it's oh a real god. miracle. Wow. Now I have a few favorite parts that I want to read. Sure. Um and you know, you guys, today you're just going to have to forgive me because it's like a triple celebration. One year anniversary of, you know, uh, thank you, Lord. He inhabits right. our praise. It's um, to my younger self, three years anniversary. Um, mm -hmm. It is our producer's birthday today. Hey, Elsie. <laughs> okay. Um, there's just so many things going on. So just indulge me when I decide to read like two pages of the book you're gonna have to hang in there but i promise you you will not be disappointed but before we do that um i kind of wanted to bring in somebody who has been a co-conspirator of mine for a while now <laughs> and uh she is somebody i have come to love so much it feels as though you know, these days when I don't talk to her for like two days, it almost as though it's feeling like something is lost, something is oh. missing. And I've only just kind of known this young woman for only about a year and a half or maybe two, you know, and we have conspired on a number of things. I can't wait to see you. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. And this is one of the I have no idea who, who that could be. She has so much love for you. Just every time she talks about you, there is this joy that comes out of her. You just don't even know what to do with the joy. And she has read this book. It's impacted her so much. She's going to tell us what the book has meant to her. You know, oh. we told her five minutes. But, you know, honestly, uh, this one and I is just like you and me. When we hang out, we just kind of talk for hours and hours. So she's going to come in and be a part of the conversation. Ladies and okay. gentlemen, can you please please help me welcome our resident therapist, Zoe's own therapist, uh, someone I don't know, but absolutely love her. I think I can guess. Incredibly lovely, Papa Kato. We wanted to make this a surprise for you. So it is. I can't, I can't believe it. Hi. Good to see you, Abba. Good to see you too, and congratulations, Adeline. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you know, Abba. Um, this, this this book has changed my life. Hey, this way, this way. This yeah, yeah we got it. This, got, I think everyone should kind of just lift up their book for now. Yeah, I have mine as well. And if someone would just take a selfie of us, <laughs> Maya, go ahead and do that now. Ooh, it's a one-year anniversary. It is. It is. <laughs> All right, let's go. Anniversary. And so last night, Zoe sent me a message and said, hey, come on and share your... Very your impromptu. Book. <laughs> no. And honestly, my first thought was, how do you pick a favorite part from a book you love so much? Mm. It's like asking me to pick between my children a favorite. And, mm. and that's impossible. You know, I have read this book first as a, a reviewer. Yes. I've read this book in portions as part of my yeah. own thing. I was going through my own life challenges to encourage me and strengthen me. Mm -hmm. I've read this book as a devotional. Oof. This book Come on. 
it, it really has. It's really been by, oh. you know, I have more than one copy. There's actually one up here. You can see there's another copy here, you know? So it's right there where I can see it. And whenever I feel heavy, I've, I've, I've turned to it so often in the last year. So this morning I woke up, once Zoe, I had Zoe's message yesterday. I'm like, okay, let mm -hmm. me just sleep on it and see how I feel. Oh. This morning I wake up and I'm like, I still don't know. I still don't know what I'm going to talk about. Let me just open the book and see where I resonate. So I open okay. the book and it takes me right to chapter one. Ah. Okay. <laughs> chapter one. Yeah. And At the I'm very like, worst, it should take you to chapter one. <laughs> I'm reading, you mm. know, I think the first thing that struck me is, you know, anybody who has lived some life, Mm -hmm. to a moment where all of a sudden you wake up or you recognize that things have changed mm -hmm. you're not sure how they've changed but you sense that something profound either really really joyous or sometimes mm -hmm. a big challenge has has, mm -hmm. has begun to you know okay in your life and you're not sure how to you know what to do how to feel sometimes when even think about the moment before that hurricane came in mm -hmm. yeah. And think how did, was there any clue you know and so i really i really resonated with that moment where you go to bed and life is regular and i'll even share more things i resonated with in that chapter but then even the was that a hymn you put at the beginning of that chapter you know but the first verse of that hymn father i know that all my life is portioned out for me and the changes that are sure to come i do not fear to see but I ask thee for a present mind intent on pleasing God has a plan. There's a journey, yeah. he, he, his purpose that we all should walk through. Uh, and yeah. it's not always easy, but you know, that prayer that Lord, I ask thee for a present mind intent on pleasing you. I think that should be what we should wake up every morning with and say to God. And thank you for putting that at the beginning as you're, yes. opening, you're opening him in the book. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that this time I read the chapter like I was watching a movie, you know. You did. <laughs> you know, Adeline going to bed in March 2016. Yeah. As usual, the alarm clock is supposed to wake you up. But this time you wake up and you realize, wow, you know what? I feel like a very different person. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I resonated with the fact that, you know, me too, growing up, I grew up, you know, in the faith. My mother brought us to the faith. I grew up singing, loving the Lord, never not thinking I was, you know, a Christian, if mm -hmm. that makes sense to anyone. So I would also yeah, hear testimonies of, I did this and I was here, like this kind mm -hmm. of conversion, like, like, you know, Saul's conversion to Paul. You'd always mm -hmm. get these, you know, Tarsus-like testimonies. I'm like, wow, mine is not like that. No. no. And to all intents and purposes, the life I've lived seems pretty straight-lined, you know? Mm -hmm. So then do I have a purpose too? So I really, you know... Uh, yeah, that's a question that oh, you know, yeah. a lot of us keep asking. Like the up and down. Do I yeah. have a purpose too? You know? Yeah. What's a plan? Wow. Uh, I wish we get to choose the journeys we walk, but God, like the like your, the song said, it's portioned out for us. Mm. Our job is. is once we it begins to unfold to ask God for the grace to focus on Him and to walk this journey. Wow! Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, you said something like this: 
Presumably, as a young Christian, I was blessed such that each request I made, I received the answers, just as I hope, I'd hope for, and timely too. He left me no room for lamentations. Whoa. Made me personally aware in as consuming a manner of his tangling fangs as this ongoing encounter, which began in the year 2016. Mm. That day, in the year 2016, in the most unruffled time of my life, as I lay in the comfort of my bed at home in Accra, the devil struck with steaming accrued vengeance. Without any prompting, and without my realizing this, there seemed to emerge the strange and unidentifiable beginnings of what has turned out to be a testimony, bringing people to Christ, to God's glory. See, this is why this one is so special to me. Somebody would say, the hurricane came in, my life fell apart. No, 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 no. What she's saying is that, you know what? Image yeah. strange and identifiable beginnings of what has turned out to be a testimony mm. people to Christ, to God's glory. Mm. It may have been meant for evil, yet God took control of the rudder of my life and steered it the way he wills. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. And I like the way you put it because... As I was writing, or as I was being prompted to write, one of the things that crossed my mind was, Lord, if you really want me to write this book, I'm going to say things that probably you won't be happy about. Mm -hmm. I may say things that will pull people out of your fold, you know. But as I started writing, I realized it was very different, you know. It must have been the grace that he gave me, mm. you know, because like I said, you know, each time I prayed, the answer was just what I was happy with. You know, there was never a situation where I had to wonder, you know, really wow. wonder, really, you know, shake myself to tell myself. Pray the power prayers. To get through this. Mm. Yes. You know, you know, mm. it was a very, very unique time in my life. Wow. And it got me so much closer to him. You know how you always think I have a relationship with God and it's good. But I realized that like we always told, there's so many different levels, mm. you know. So I moved from one level to the next. You know, the kind where I genuinely can sense the manifest presence of God. Like when I say God is in this place, I mean that God is in this place, you know. I don't say it just because I'm with people who know God. I don't say it because I'm in a church. But I know that he's actually present. You know. Wow. It was a certain kind of grace at that moment. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. And because of that grace, you didn't say the hurricane, the thing that brought me down. What you said was, you know what? it turned out to be a testimony bringing people to Christ and to God's yeah. glory. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who woke up this morning or who woke up recently recognizing that something has changed in your life, you're not sure what that thing is. It seems overwhelming. It seems discouraging. Yeah. Know that as Adeline has said, right, this is a testimony. Yeah. A testimony mm -hmm. that will, will, will not just impact your life, mm -hmm. but will impact the lives of those around you. And then she ends just with that thought, dear God, how faithful you are. You never leave nor forsake your children. And then she reminded me and strengthened me with the next paragraph. My uncle, 
is the assurance of your word. In the beginning was the word. Word. Word was with God, and the word was God. Oh my God! That the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God is here. He's right here. For anybody who is suffering, going through something, right? I'll just speak the, the the presence of God upon your life. Come on. With God in your boat, you're gonna be okay. Mm. You know, and the same God who took Adeline through yeah. this journey. You know, uh, the same God who will deliver you and, and be with you and be your presence and your strength and your hope. So thank you, Adeline. Thank you for writing this. Thank you for reminding me of this this morning. Come on. Uh, is it any surprise, guys, that it had to be Abba who would be the surprise for Antaraba? Because, again, she kind of actually lives the book. He uses a part of her um, yeah. devotion. It's incredible. Incredible. Um, <laughs> Abba is something else, I just have to say. Uh, the other thing, as Abba was speaking, that struck me was mm. how, you know, Antaraba, you were writing this book in pain. Yes. The, the storm had not been abated. You know, the storm wasn't over. You were yeah. actually in the storm. And mm -hmm. you, <laughs> I wish I could bring my journal so you would see the kind of things I tell God when the storm is here. I am not that gracious. And I'm kind of feeling like, my goodness, what mm -hmm. grace is this that makes someone say, I didn't wake up the way I went to sleep. But God, it's a testimony for you. That takes something. It's it's a courage that. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, and that that is what I've learned in a very tangible story. The story was painted for me way, you know. Mm -hmm. You know what? In the storms of life, whatever happens, in good times, yeah. in hard times, praise yeah. God, praise God, praise God yeah. for His presence yeah. to be with you. You know, thank you, thank you yeah. for, for, for sharing that story. This story had yeah. to be told, it just yeah. had to be told. Yeah, and Abba, I'm very, very glad and touched that it had that kind of impact because as I wrote and you know published and all that, one of my prayers was that when people read the book or when people hear me talk about it, their takeaway should be that God is. Mm. you know, that God exists, mm. you know, you know how in the Bible, in Hebrews, it talks about, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he who comes to him must believe that he is, mm. he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So mm. when people read the book, I want them to know that whatever you have been told in the Bible, that God is, he hasn't changed. Mm. You know, if you've read it and it said he's a healer, he's still a healer. Mm. If you read and they say he's faithful, he's still faithful. If he's a promise keeper, he's a promise keeper. He's a deliverer, he's still a deliverer. He's a shepherd, he's still a shepherd. So whatever situation we find ourselves in, it may not even be ill health. It could be a financial loss. It could be a family problem. It could be your business collapsing. But as you go through it, I want you to focus on the fact that God is, you know, he really exists and he's exactly what we know that he is. 
So when we call on him in the different dimensions, we pray that he will help us believe that he will come through for us. Wow. So thank you for letting me know that I didn't put all this down just from my head. Not at all. And I want to say one thing mm -hmm. as well, is that another thing I picked up, like how did this woman write even before she could physically see that full manifestation of what she was hoping for? Come on. It, it, it reminds me of this, this, this saying I came across, that we serve the God of miracles and not the miracles of God. And what I mean is that what she sought most of all was that relationship with God. And then she trusted that he would take her to that expected end. You know, miracles are and should be a byproduct of our relationship with God. And not the because of that. That, that is what I learned from this book. This is yeah. she she's a God chaser in the very in the most intimate sense of the word. And yeah. that's what she's compelling us to do. Yes. And with the most radiant smile, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times I would attempt to make a complaint to Antiara, just in passing, like we're having a conversation and I am kind of about to make a complaint. And it's the calmness of she would listen to the complaint, give you room for a little bit of the complaint and then very nicely just go. But then you see and God this, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I can't, I, I'm trying to cry. And this woman has the smile and you can feel it in her voice. It is innate. Yeah. It is not something that you can't fake this. You know what I mean? And I just absolutely yeah. love that about you. And Audrey, the book we are discussing, and yes, why are you late? It's my birthday week, <laughs> is this. Thank you, Lord. He inhabits our praise. And the author is Adeline Araba Amison. And you can obviously get it on Book Luke um, and on at Video Bookstore, um, on Amazon.com. And also you can get it in a, in a you know in an ebook form on Kindle uh, on Amazon, right? If we had our way, everyone would purchase on Book Luke. But let's just say we don't have our way. So if you need it right away then it's on amazon audrey i know let me tell you you need this book so jump on right now and get it okay you really really need this book uh, some of the comments i'm reading here um let's see those who came in sumaya says that she asks this question every day of her life what is my purpose um obabna says hello antiaraba you are an inspiration to me every day every day. That is incredible. Mamima says, thank you, Lord. He inhabits our praise. I guess she was answering the question for um, mm -hmm. Audrey and so on and so forth. The questions just keep, the, the comments keep coming up. So guys, let's keep the conversation going. Abba, did you have one more thing you wanted to say before we took leave of you? I know we said five mm -hmm. minutes, but Abba, it's never five. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fun fact. What's the fun fact? Ooh, let's do it. Just a fun fact about uh, this amazing woman. Mm. See, my I have three A's in my name. Mm -hmm. and I thought I was pretty unique. But this woman has five A's in her name. Yes. Level, different level. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> 
Um, Thank you for letting me know. Oh gosh. Yes. Thank God yes. for the remembrance. It's of very, you. it's very gratifying. Mm. You know, when you're, it's just like when you're very, very busy doing something and don't want to be distracted, and then somebody distracts you or disrupts you and tells you, um, could you rather do this instead? And then you go ahead to do it and realize that it was so worth it. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Oh. You know, if I hadn't been interrupted to do this book, how would I get to know all the impacts is made on people? How would I have felt so sure that, God, you really wanted me to do this? You know, yeah. you just want people to know that you exist. Mm. You are book. still there. It's, it's a, a reminder. Keeps on giving. Yes. So mm. you do yourself a disservice if you read it just one time and put it away. Honestly, you really do. Honestly, yeah. read it over and over again. Pick mm -hmm. it up. You're going through something. Pick it up. Open it. You know, the Lord will lead you mm -hmm. to something that you resonate with. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. yeah. That's, Thank that's you awesome. so much for coming through, Abba. Oh, we absolutely love you. Thank you. Have a good rest of the day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, how do you feel? Was that a good surprise? <laughs> you know, I had no idea who it was, mm. but when you said therapist, I began to think <laughs> amongst her friends, do I know who is? Because I have spoken to her and you know, actually, I didn't tell too many people about this. I just told those I usually see. Yeah. So I just mentioned casually to her yesterday morning. Mm. And she didn't say anything about this. Well, she <laughs> didn't know she was going to do this until late last night. It was one of oh. those bright ideas that goes, oh. Thank you so much. It's good to hear We were that. trying to get people, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just one of those lovely things that we're writing on the back of what Abba just came to talk mm -hmm. about and say, I just wanted to ask you if you could share some personal testimonies from people who have read the book since it was published and what, you know, they told you, you know. Oh, I've had a lot of people come in and say that you wrote this book for me. Mm -hmm. mm. And when I speak a bit further, they're all talking about different aspects of the book. Mm. You know, some said it helped them get through a loss, mm. which wow. I found very surprising because really? it's not one of the things I had thought about, you wow. know, but they read this chapter that talked about being called to God mm. and that between you and death is just your last breath. Mm. Mm. and how he provides comfort, mm. you know. I've heard people come to me about family members who have been diagnosed with, especially lupus. Mm. They never quite understood them. But when I wrote and when I speak, it's so clear that they understand why a person can be so happy doing everything. And then the next day the person says, I'm so sick and I can't do anything, you know. And then I have those who have come telling me that it's renewed their faith, it's strengthened their faith, and it makes them want to know him more. Mm. I've also had people who have said, so what if I don't, I am not a Christian in the sense of a practicing Christian? How does any of this work for me? Wow. When I call on God, Isn't how am I going to be sure that it will happen? You know, I have a problem I'm praying about, but... I just want to know, 
would you say anything that would help me? You know, and for such people, I tell them, yes, God exists. There's no doubt about that for me. Mm. And if I tell you my story and you see me now, I don't know how many people argue with results. Mm. If you say the sick are not healed and I am here, isn't that enough to know that if she believes in God, that is what did it? That's what did it. You know, and for some who just say they're not Christians, I tell them, even if you're not a Christian, God is rich in mercy. You know, mm. Ephesians tells us that he's rich in mercy. And when you say somebody is rich, it means the person can easily give. Give without you know. insulting the source of and it. And he doesn't have yeah. to ask exactly. Mm. He doesn't have to ask somebody else before For. doing it. You know, so God is rich in mercy. Out of mercy, he can see you through. And yeah. when you still think, I don't trust God, trust the result. Mm. Trust the result and then trust the process. You know, trust that this is what I want. Let me trust that that will happen. And as you work towards it, you will realize that that happens. And mm. it's easy to say, well, I don't think God will do it, but I'm still trying. And then when it happens, you find yourself then, thinking, yeah. wow, God, you go back to God who you didn't believe will do it. You know, so it's, it's a cycle. There's oh, so my. much in everything that you can't do without him. Wow. So these are some of the testimonies that come back to me. You know, Of wow. course, a few, a few others are the ones who walked a part of the journey with me and tell me things like, oh, you know, when this happened and that happened and a few days later, this happened, you should have put it in the book. Why did you take it out? <laughs> you know? And I tell them, you know, that's the thing. Oh, volume two loading. <laughs> no, not volume two. <laughs> when I started writing, uh-huh. I said, I'll just do what God tells me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put anything I want to put in it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't tell anyone I was writing a book. No one. Wow. I just wanted it to be God honoring. Mm, and not story honoring. So yes, yes. Yeah. I don't want you to think of it in terms of what happened to Adeline. What mm. happened? What did she go? No, I want you to see the impactful encounter, you know, to see how God stepping in made a difference. So mm. I only talked about the things he told me to talk about, but that's the other part of the feedback I've had. <laughs> I just love it. This? You should have talked about that. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, hey, I remember I was so shocked. And I think, okay, maybe God didn't want your shock to be out in the world. <laughs> he really wanted to say what he wanted people to hear. So it's oh been good feedback. I'm I'm very I'm very happy that that yes. is the feedback. Yes. It tells me really, look, God sent me and I did what he said. You did. You really mm-hmm. did. And the thing that kind of surprises me recently, you were on a, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this woman is all over the place right now, you know, because of this book. And recently, she, I, I, the way I am envisioning it is that she was just sitting somewhere and got a call and they said, can we kind of just review your book? And oh. it's the way it is going in places that I don't honestly think Auntie Araba even envisioned it would go. Oh. Um, and this is not about race or anything at all. It's just a cultural thing. Some of the things I tuned into one of the radio shows and these beautiful, incredible young women who are African-American were trying to read 
some of the books and the names and the intonation of the accent and African accent. And it was just so powerful and beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that the story is not unique to one region yes. of the world, it is a universal story is what blows my mind, how God can do that. Take a story from one tiny corner of the world and kind of blow it up, you know? Mm -hmm. And is it any wonder that you have been nominated or entered into four categories of this award? It's like ridiculously amazing. I just wanted to say that. And I would also just write on that back and ask you the question, which one was your favorite chapter to write? Because I have a few favorites, which I'm about to go into and read for, um, you know, uh, audiences, but which one was your absolute favorite to write? Absolute favorite chapter was chapter 25. And it's not surprising. <laughs> chapter 25 is the 11th hour. Oh my God. Oh, you guys. Was, I, 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 I was well then. So it was yeah. Yeah, easy to write. And you know, maybe the other thing I haven't mentioned mm. when God directed me to do this, I finished the book. I got to the publishers. I let it go. I was still very sick, mm -hmm. thinking in my head, God, you must be amazing, because I never thought I'll finish this. Mm -hmm. And then we're trying to proceed. You know, we played a bit of phone tag. I had to have a few surgeries in between. Mm -hmm. So I just thought to the publishers, you know, we'll just put it on hold. And this was um, the Pabli and Associates. Yes. Kofi, the Pabli and Nanare. Thank you so much to them. Mm -hmm. They were fantastic. Yes. yes. They were fantastic. And what happened is when they decided, okay, we'll continue when you're ready, that is when the greatest part of the miracle occurred. Mm. Where I just received a call. Mm. I'm told. I'm oh, sorry. don't give it away. That's my part. Don't do that to me. That's okay, my birthday so, present. So to answer your question, my favorite chapter is chapter 20. Yes. And I will read. I'll, yes, I'll read a little <laughs> bit of chapter 25 to you guys, just so you understand my excitement. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, my mom, um, God rest her soul, she passed away, uh, you know, battling with some version of what Antiaraba went through. Um, and I don't know that she was this diagnosed lupus uh, nephritis or anything, but she was um, definitely uh, having issues with her kidney and all that. Uh, before she passed. And so every time I read chapter 25, I imagine what it would have been like if mom had gotten that call. And I just get a rise inside of me. It's this joy that, so just hold on to that. But my one of my favorite chapters um, is, I believe, is actually chapter two, where it says, I came to oil you. Right. Um, and I'm not going to give it away because I really do want you to get the book and read it. But the part that I kind of want to read a little bit of is on chapter 14, I mean, uh, page 14, and I'll read through to a little bit of page 15. So pay attention with us, guys. So it says here, outstanding among these visits was that of my friend Angela. She was also the then senior elder of my place of worship the Asbury Dunwell Church in Accra. She came in with a bottle of oil, 
amongst other exciting things. See, my storyteller brain wants to ask, what are those exciting things? Tell me, tell me. <laughs> you can tell if I would, I would have mentioned it. I know. <laughs> and said she came to anoint me for healing and the Lord's work. I think it's the, the last part that blows my mind because when someone is sick, you want to anoint them for healing full stop. But she came with, you know, uh, a, a specific word. I came to anoint you for healing and for the Lord's work. My goodness. Um, as I gave her an askance look, she went on to explain that mommy to bro full chef. I say askance. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She went on to explain that a friend of hers had drawn her attention to the fact that in quite a number of the Akan dialects of Ghana, the phrase which literally expresses a person's presence with you, especially that person is when that person is visiting in your home, is expressed as mebae besrao. I have come to oil you. This is the Ikwapim dialect, which literally means I came to oil you. The oil part is the sra, right? Sra. Angela told me she had come to oil me. Oh my God, I got a kick out of that. With that, I erased all thoughts of preventing her from doing so from my mind and began to concede to and envisioned my uh, resigning to the stress of being cleaned before I sank into bed at night. I enabled her mission for I could sense strongly that it was needed. Angela then proceeded to anoint my head with oil. Do you guys know what that means? <laughs> then oiled my arms, then my hands, then my palms, fingers, my legs, and lastly, my feet. She stated that she was oiling me like a newborn baby who had just been taken out of a bathtub. She told me to let go of everything and know that this was a renewal for healing and doing the Lord's work. As she did this, she kept repeating the words intermittently in the Ikriapim dialect and English. Mebae besrao, I came to oil you. Mebae besrao, I came to oil you. Under different conditions or in another setting, this may have been difficult to understand, especially so when Angela herself stated she did not know why she was oiling me all over the way she was. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That just took the yes. wind out of my sail. Now, did you get a feeling this was the day that you were commissioned, you will write the book? <laughs> you know, I had nudges of it. Mm. You know, one of my sisters had mentioned it initially. I was diagnosed and mm. I was expressing it to somebody else. She said, you know, you are so articulate. Mm. People describe it. I don't get it. But the minute you do it, it's so clear. Is mm. it possible you probably could write a book? I said, look, in a week, two weeks, I need to get well and get out and get on with my life. Mm. And she said, oh, no, no, I'm not asking you to do any research. Just from the patient's perspective. Anyway, so I had that in mind. Mm. I had people who would visit me and talk about something that went on and end up saying, oh, you've got to write a book. And I kept thinking, these people, don't they realize how sick am I? How am I going to write a book? Wow. God himself had been nudging me in little ways. I had a friend I call my deaconess. She one day sends me a text. When the anointing to write is released or something like that, you will know. 
I had never talked to anybody about it, you know. So I thought, ah, what does she mean? And I'm sure she's surprised up till today. I never asked her what that text meant because oh, I knew mm. I was struggling with something. So for me, it was an answer. Wow. But when Angela did it, especially when she kept saying, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And then she used the words for heal and renewal. And I thought, the Lord's work, aren't I doing enough? You know, but what is enough when you're doing it for the creator of the universe? Mm. What is enough? Yeah. After that, it just kept playing back in my mind. Me by Besrao, I came to oil you, you know, and I, I just, at that moment, I just had to write, you know, I felt some ease as she was doing it. Mm -hmm. I felt some liberation, you know, mm -hmm. and I just had to write. Mm -hmm. I just had to write. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is just one of the many favorites of mine. There's another one where, and I'll just des describe it and not read it, where okay. you describe an encounter you had in, a, in, a, in, in one of the wards where you were. You were about to go into surgery for one thing or another. Yeah. And you kind of had a dream or you thought it was a dream, but when you woke up, it actually was something that was happening in reality. And the words that you remember were no sacrifice no sacrifice. And till date, I keep asking God, what does that mean? Even though you, the author says, you'd never even thought to ask, you, you don't know what it really means right now, no sacrifice. But the fact that you woke up in the exact same pool of blood that you had seen or had dreamt or imagined, whatever that situation was, there was blood. And there it was, was, it's, yeah. oh my God. There and, was, and, and, and it's, you know, one of those dreams that you wake up from and you're actually still saying mm, the thing. Yes, was. you know, mm. and I realized where I was and I realized what had actually happened. And I thought, no, it's not a dream, you know, and everything happened so fast. You know, I had a roommate then in the hospital mm -hmm. who kept asking me all night, won't you sleep? Can't you sleep? What's wrong? You know, when this happened and I screamed and the nurses came and did everything, she never woke up. That is crazy. She never woke up. For somebody who kept asking me through the night, she never woke up. And when I was telling her in the morning, she was shocked. Wow. You wow. know, and the, the interesting part, even though I didn't understand what it meant then, mm. you know, no sacrifice, no sacrifice, no sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And... Well, I just thought, if you want me to put it in the book, God, I'm going to do it. And I did it. But recently, I mean, I've had the opportunity to speak about the book in, you know, I've done so in Rwanda, I've done so in oh. Nairobi. What I tell you guys, what, uh, this is what we said to my younger self. We went global. <laughs> you know, somewhere in the United States, when I appeared on a radio station, about a couple of months or maybe a month ago. Yeah. God led one of the ministers who was on the panel to interpret that dream. Wow. And it came to the pastor as the blood was supposed to be a mark of a Passover. So whatever happened was supposed to show that if anything negative would have happened, I would have been passed over. In fact, 
I, I was given details of it, but I don't want anybody to go away thinking that I'm making a doctrine out of my experience. Yeah. But it was a message for me, you know, and it's the only part in the book I kept saying, wow. nobody should ask me what it means because I don't know what it means, you know. I dream every now and then, and it's something that I think, oh, this is what I dreamt of last night, and it's happening today. But I'm not, uh, you know, a prophetic kind of dreamer. Mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of person who I say, look, I had a dream about you. Don't Please don't take me serious. <laughs> it's just something that we can talk about and laugh and maybe pray and correct it or yeah. whatever. But it's not, I'm not the kind who would dream and know that this must be told to this person. Right. Once right. or twice it happens. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, I know. But most of the time... It's like a I say, yeah. It's a dream. I'm I'm really not gifted with that. Wow. But yes. do you see how strategic God is? He gave you an experience and then proceeded to explain it a year later. Yes. How timeless his words are. He's proving mm-hmm. it not only in the Bible, but even in the words he's given us as humans. Again, how can he not inhabit our praise? Yes, and then it reminds me of parts in the Bible where, you know, people had dreams mm-hmm. and then somebody else would interpret it. Yes. Or there was a king who had a dream and he would not even tell them what the dream was. He said, <laughs> you interpret. <laughs> yes, can you imagine? And I thought <laughs> those things still happen oh today, but I realized that they do. Wow. Because wow. as she was interpreting it, she talked about things that had happened on that day with the dream, but I hadn't put those in the book. Mm, mm. You know. Wow. Oh my God. That I'm I'm flipping through because I want to get to another part that I wanted to read about destiny helpers and um okay. Okay. <laughs> Auntie Doris says, please feel free to make your doctrines. You are a living proof <laughs> of your doctrine. Auntie Doris. Okay, thank you for that guidance. <laughs> oh my God, this is incredible. It is incredible. But anyway, the, 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 the page that I'm about to talk to you about is, again, my favorite. This is all me now, okay? It's my birthday present, so y'all just need to hang with me. It's chapter 25, and this is dedicated to a beautiful young lady called uh, Anjanique Neurama Ampa. Okay. Yes. Um, and there's a whole story there. I don't want to give it all away. You kind of, when you get the book, you'll understand why it was dedicated to um, Anjanique. You will know why. Uh, there's another young man in the book called Bryce. I think Antiaraba is one of those that just gets a lot of prophetic, um, um, has a lot of prophetic conversations and encounters with children. Again, mm-hmm. it tells you where her heart is because I know and I hear that when kids don't necessarily like you there's something off with you (laughs) (laughs) but this woman has this grace where just young kids are able to not only pray with her but prophesy into her life and kind of push her to do some things and so Bryce is one of them and Angelique is one of them there's a couple others but it's dedicated to her and um I'm going to read bits and pieces and then I'll read my very favorite part. And if I start shouting and hollering, please (laughs) don't find it crazy. Just shout and holler with me. Okay. Okay. So on page 264, Mm -hmm. um, she says, for a child her age, I am not sure how clear she was in her mind on my state of health. 
yet she knew me well enough to know, even from my lethargic movement and brief talks, that something was very wrong. She happened to witness quite a number of my many highs and lows. Once she asked, so won't God listen to all these prayers? Can I tell you, I just sat in that one. Because how many times do we ask this question? Hey God, I have prayed the same prayer for years and years and years and years. Will you just not answer it? And coming from a child, it's so mind boggling to even understand. But for, that was not even it for me coming from Anjanique's mouth. It's the thing that she says later. She says she kept on in prayer, often assuring me with childlike faith that I will get well and back to my own personality, my known personality, because she believes that God answers prayers. She gave a question as young as she was then, and then she answered it. I believe God answers questions, even yes. though I just asked him a question. Can I tell you that would preach? How were you feeling when this was happening? I just kept going, oh my God, this child. <laughs> yes, I, I kept you know, pleading with God, if it's just for the sake of this child, hmm. you need to get me well. Wow. Because I remembered my life as a young child where I always thought that, oh, somebody is sick, the person goes to the hospital, especially if the person is on admission. Hmm. My next thought was it's a step to wellness. Yes. I never quite thought a person would be in the hospital. Mm. And then the next thing you hear is not good news. Mm. You know, so I began to feel for her. If anything should happen other than what she's expecting, what is it going to do to her faith? Mm. You know, we are told God answers prayer and we pray. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you that child prayed, mm. you know, because you know, in our prayer meetings, she in our right meetings there. at home, close. Yes, yeah, she was always, you know, her parents are very close friends of mine. So she prayed. So mm -hmm. for somebody like that, God only had to let her know that, yes, I answer prayer. I, yes. And that I give you what you, yes. And just so, for reference, you guys, she wasn't like, uh, you know, 13, 14. This is a six-year-old going yeah. on seven, eight, you know what I yeah. mean? She was a child child. Yeah. For her to stay up for night vigils and all nights, for those of you who don't know, you know, like yeah. we have night vigils and all nights praying through the night. And this child was up praying for Auntie Araba. Can you even fathom that? Um, I am just so excited that God led you to dedicate this book to her. And Anjanique, I don't know if you're watching, but we just want to say, Thank you for pushing through because of what you did. Uh, we believe in part that God answered for you. Yes. And that's why Auntie Araba is here. It's incredible. Yes. You know, um, the other thing I wanted to touch on was how God would speak a word to somebody years, 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 years in a place like Nigeria. And then it would carry on to you in America or wherever you are. It's, mm -hmm. This book is just a treasure trove of miracles that are bouncing yes, off of yes, different yes. continents and countries. And I'll read a little bit of this here. I'm building you up, believe me. Around that same time, 
I had been introduced online to the messages of one Apostle Joshua Selman Nimat. By the way, Apostle Joshua, we don't know. Maybe one day you will watch this. Happy birthday to you. I know it just passed on Sunday, so we'll say happy birthday to you. <laughs> but um, I have listened to a few of his teachings, and he said years ago, years ago, so we're probably thinking early 2000s, when the internet wasn't anything like that, it wasn't readily available on phones, God had told him to just package his messages and put them in the airwaves <clears throat> on the internet. At that time, most pastors were packaging their teachings and putting them on CDs and DVDs and selling them, which was a good business principle. There was nothing wrong with it. And he could have done that, but God said, package it and just release it. And the angel of the Lord will carry the message globally. So he did that. This is years ago. And now Antiara, by sitting somewhere in America, suddenly the angel of the Lord has carried a message from Apostle Joshua Selman to her. And this is what she's learned from it. She says, I learned from his teachings that there are systems of advantage for the Christians dealing um, with God. One of the many things is that God does answer our earnest request through destiny helpers. I believed that some grace can release destiny helpers to me from anywhere. I began to practice this. You know, I have never thought about practicing releasing destiny helpers. Is it any wonder when Abba says she uses it as a devotion? <laughs> so how do you practice releasing destiny helpers? That was my question. That was like, yes. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll summarize what I picked from his teaching, you know. He had said that, you know, for a Christian, we have systems of advantage. Now, how he described it, one of them he said was having the ministry of destiny helpers. Mm -hmm. And under the destiny helpers, he said you would have um, first destiny helpers. I know it's a phrase used in so many different spheres, yeah. but mm -hmm. from him, I heard it, it was backed by scripture. He mm -hmm. crisped it so it was easy to pick on it. Mm -hmm. What he said was that under the destiny helpers, you would have divine connectors. Mm -hmm. And then you would have people of influence. Yes. Then you would have gifted men. Mm -hmm. Then you would have burden bearers. Burden bearers, yes. And that these are people who God puts together mm -hmm. to assist the Christian from where you are yeah. to where you need to be. Wow. So at that point, I began to think, look, my husband, my siblings, my friends, we had prayed. Mm. We had done everything we knew how. We had talked to people. At that moment, I was living the days of my demise. Mm. Any day would have been the last. And all we were doing then was more of the same because, I mean, everything had been done. But when I heard the teachings on Destiny Helpers, I just thought, well, we haven't approached it in this way. So let's just try it. Mm. You know, it makes a lot of sense. We are going to pray, asking God to send us destiny helpers. Thankfully, in my life so far, even before I fell sick, God has always given me destiny helpers. Yes. So everybody I have around me is a destiny helper. Everybody I have around me. And you are a destiny helper yourself. Yes. I can tell you guys stories for days. So I began to pray with everybody on that along those lines. Mm -hmm. 
and said to God that, can you give destiny helpers within the medical field, within the surgical field, give us people who would become divine connectors, you know, doctors and nurses and lab techs who would be able to connect us. They may not be able to do it themselves, but connect to somebody else. And then give us gifted people, people who know what to do. You know, we've done it so many times. We know how to change it if this happens. We know how to progress if that doesn't happen. So he gave us gifted people. Then we asked for people of influence in that same medical field. And he gave us people, I mean, a doctor from John Hopkins. Johns Hopkins picks up a phone, calls another doctor in the University of Maryland, calls a project coordinator. I don't live in America. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who knows Come on. And they are all talking about, there's this lady here. We can do this. We'll try. And I'm thinking, goodness, this is working. You know, and I went on and I said, God, now you have to bring the burden bearer. Then somebody comes into our lives. And this is also a doctor. And the person, which is what the burden bearers are said to be able to do. They may not be able to take you forward, but they prevent you from going backwards. You know, so they would help you to stay where you are until you get where you're going to. The people who pray with you, the people who convince you, the people who lift you up, the people who remind you of the things God has done in the past, the people who tell you that he exists. Come on. And soon after we started praying, we realized how everything has changed and God has given us destiny helpers. Mm. In a country where I knew no one, in the medical field, surgical field, Oh and I thought, my goodness, the Christian does have a system of advantage I didn't know about. Yes. The Ministry of Destiny Helpers, you know, in that specific field. Oh. And it worked. And soon after that had been going on was when I received a call. Ah, that's my part. That's great joy to my heart. Let me tell you. <laughs> any patient who has a kidney failure and is looking forward to a transplant. There's always the notion, your phone must be your best friend. They always tell us. Tell you. Because if they get a kidney at 12 midnight, they can tell you to be there by 2 a.m. Yes. Yes. If you get one at, I mean, it's, that's how it works. Listen. I have come out so tired, so weak. And that's the day I got the call. Uh, and the other end says, Adley, no, no, for no. You. <laughs> you have to let me say this part. Come on. I'll let you. I'll let gift. you. <laughs> this is my birthday gift. All right, guys. Hold on. Hold on. I will. <laughs> I know it's her book, but it's my birthday. So it is. It is. Zoe is going to read this part. Okay, watch this. <laughs> this is, if you have the book, is on page 267. I'm so excited. I don't know what okay. to do. <laughs> anyway, um, page 267. I'm going to start from the very last paragraph. Okay. It says, one day. Ah, I love that statement. One day. One, one day. day. <laughs> After getting home from crashing, when the patient's blood pressure drops to abnormally low levels whilst hooked on the dialysis machine, causing dizziness, nausea, vomiting, and a, high risk, a higher risk of blood clots at dialysis. I was seated and chatting with my sister, Mamia jo Joanna. My neck was swelling and the swelling was distending rapidly towards my head. 
I asked her if she thought the surgeons were waiting for me to express my readiness to undergo the herograph uh, before proceeding. And if you have the book, you will understand where the herograph is um, and why it's here. She sprung up and in an attitude that was a blend of pleading, anger, and trusting on the integrity and ability of God, she blurted out, no hero whatever. What we want God to do is to send us a phone call to give us a date for the transplant this right now minute, exclamation mark. Now watch this. Literally, this is my favorite part, literally, as she was on her feet saying those words, an unexpected yet hoped for and anticipated call came through on my phone. It was from the transplant center. I, amongst the words on the other end of the phone line were these, dot, dot, dot. Adeline, I have great news for you, dot, dot, dot. Donor has cleared and this call is to schedule you for your transplant surgery on dot, dot, dot. Please forgive me if this is blasphemous, but it came across to me as the very voice of God. It Let me is. tell you, the first time I read this, I remember exactly where I was. I was in New York then. I was sitting on the couch and I just had tears. I was bawling like a child and I was like jumping and waving my hands and going glory. Oh my God. I have tears yes. now. <laughs> I was surprised to find out that amidst my unwellness, there was so much laughter in me. I laughed so hard and the caller at the end, at the other end grew just as excited. I have never been so happy in my life. How yeah. great Thou art. Oh my God. <laughs> I still remember with the same excitement and the same amazement mm. that God, you did it. Oh my God. You do. So, you know, I, I'll just even add here that it even explained to me maybe oh that is God. why I. Yeah, the delays in publishing was to enable me to include this chapter. Oh my Because God. I thought God had done enough. Mm. I was still prepared to let that book go. And I was prepared to say thank you. Because if I hadn't been able to go through dialysis, my story would have ended so much earlier. So I was pleased that he brought dialysis as an intervention. So I was prepared to say thank you, only to realize that he probably wanted to make, should I say, a boast of my life. Yes, he I did. Letting this happen so I can tell even more impactfully mm. that he is. Oh, Jehovah. He is powerful. He is. Ah, let me, I don't want to give this whole chapter away, but there's so much more that goes on in here. And uh, there is a song in there. You kind of have to get the book. I kind of want you to get the book to kind of, you know, uh, see the song and all that. But long story short, a very long story short, the kidney uh, transplant happened. And the favorite part for me is when the doctors, um, <laughs> the doctors themselves said, 
the moment they attached the kidney, everything just started to go like that, like that. I said, oh my God, mm -hmm. if he is not creative, I don't know what he is. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Rachel has the most, she says, at work, but just had to break and say, God, thou art to that phone call. Goosebumps. I know. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. This and you know, when we entered the theater and the surgeons came out, the head surgeon comes to my Ganyan. He says, we are going to do this. Then he asks, the Holy Spirit will direct us. Oh, Those God. were his words. I had never known him. I don't know what his faith is. I never asked. But for him to say that, it gave all of us such peace to think, God, you've worked this all out. You know, even here, the destiny helper is showing up. Come and on. God was so manifested there. Oh, the story is so much more. It, it goes all the way to the kind of music she, you know, they asked her, what kind of music do you want? And she tells them any kind of gospel music and they choose the right song. That's what blows my mind. I don't yeah. know if these guys were Christian at all, but the kind of song they chose for the surgery uh, yeah. and the fact that she woke up at Charaba Yoshi. That was the song. <laughs> Yes, she, you know, I, I was, I was trying strategically not to give them because I want you. Yes, to you see, they have book. to read the book. You have to read the book to get the full impart of it. Yeah, and but I was so excited when I heard the song. And yeah. it's interesting to know that for that kind of surgery, I know most of the time when people are going in for surgery, they're scared, they're frightened, yeah. they're tearful. I was just too excited. You know, I thought. Some bells should ring as I'm coming in. You know, it can't be just here she is. You know, oh so when God. the song was playing and I was humming, mm -hmm. I said to myself, I hope when anesthesia takes over, these people will not switch this music <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't think they did for a minute. No, they, they told me they yes. didn't. But they also the fact did. that when you woke up, you were like, is this heaven or is this? And you looked around and <laughs> like, no, I'm definitely on earth. <laughs> yes. I said, oh, even heaven is not ready for me. It's not ready for you. I'm definitely, I'm back, I'm back, I'm right here. Yes. Yes. And the most also important part for me so, you know, Antaraba Goatman, she is so detailed in this book. She goes on and she kind of um, tells you all the things that are going on with her in her mind and the people around her after the surgery. And then over here, she says, another person prominently on my mind as I woke up in the ICU was Anjanique Narama Ampa. I felt so relieved that her prayers had not been in vain. It gladdened my heart that for her, God had answered in the way a young child expects him to answer a prayer for healing. She had been spared sorrow upon sorrow. Philippians, this woman, eh? Philippians 2.27b. I am glad that her faith will be strengthened and she will be encouraged in the knowledge that our God is real. Yes, And the reason why I added this is in all of that, you know, sometimes when you're looking for a miracle so much and you get the miracle, you say, thank you, Jesus. You kind of like stay right there. 
all the other moving parts, most people kind of forget, mm -hmm. not this woman. She knew exactly why she wanted the answer. And when it came, she remembered yeah. and went back and said, it was for this child I really wanted. Not that necessarily that I may even live, even though I want to live. Yeah. But I don't want her to grow up and say, yeah. I have a story where I prayed for an auntie of mine and she, knock on wood, didn't make it. For me, there is no God. She was more concerned about mm. Antonique's salvation and mm -hmm. deep hope yes. and faith in yes. God. Yes. Yes. Ah. yes. yes. If I didn't love you yeah. then, I loved you <laughs> instantly right there. You know, oh. and another thing there is, I thought, look, now that I'm okay, I should be able to talk even more to people about the fact that, you know, you, you can live a situation to the end of your fears. Mm. You know, sometimes your total fear is death. Mm. And then let people know that death is really not the end for a Christian. Mm. Wow. wow. So then it's not as frightening as it sounds. Of course, we would all like to live as long as we possibly can live. Yes. But sometimes the fear of death is crippling. If mm. you're not well, and that's how the Lord decides to get you out of the pain, mm. it's also a way that shows that he does love you. Come on. But most of the time, we see death as a negative end. Mm. It's not. And I hadn't mm. had the chance to talk to not all the little children who had been in my life when this was happening. Mm -hmm. But I thought it would be good to live and then to let them hear about death mm -hmm. and to let them know what it means in the life of a Christian and to let them know what you need to do and what you need to stay on doing yes. so that when it happens, as my nephew says, you will die a happy death. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes, oh, because you know God. what the end is. So as I thought of the fact that I was alive, I said, look, Revelations gives a lot of description of heaven. But, you know, in this, I see you very beautiful, but the, the gold is not just much as I <laughs> But I was very excited all the same. I said, oh, oh, Lord, you oh have my done God. It. Oh, you have done God. It. You have done it. Oh, it is incredible. This book, we can go on and on. I love Antaraba so much. Uh, in the end, I she, love you I, too. <laughs> in the end, she has a conversation with God. And if I had my way, I would read the entire mm -hmm. conversation. But I think we'll keep it as a surprise for you. Yeah. Um, at the end, the very, very tail end. This is what she writes. And we're going to close with this. She writes here, and this is her letter to God. This is on page 298. Lord, your grace is indeed amazing. For even at the 11th hour, you still keep your promises to me. Thank you, Thank you again for granting me many chances to be my very best. And for the privilege of having life to share this season chapter of my life and the lessons you teach me with the world. To you, I render my praise in the refrain of the words of the hymn, Great God of Wonders by Samuel Davis and Resound, who is a pardoning God like thee, or who hath grace so rich and free, 
or who hath grace so rich and free? And this is my favorite part, with great admiration. It's like the sweetest letter you can ever read when you're writing to a dear, dear friend and you write at the end with great admiration. I adore you. Ah, guys, I can preach this all day. I can preach this all day. But you should go and get the book, okay? I can't emphasize it enough. Um, like Abba said, if you're going through something that is that feels so unsurmountable, I'm not going to lie. The year past year has been very challenging for me. But every once in a while, I take a seat back and I remember Auntie Arab and I say, you know, she fought, her, her own body was fighting her. Do you even get that? Her entire system was saying, we don't want to be here. We're going to fight you. And she still stood up and said, thank you, Lord. And you're going through a tiny little storm and you're going, Jesus, where are you? Nah. It just gives you so much strength, so much strength. Please do yourself a favor and get the book. Certainly, um, we're not advocating it substitutes your Bible. Mm -hmm. But we're advocating, well, I am advocating you keep it very, very close. And as you're reading the book, grab your Bible, because she gives so many Bible references. And you will begin to see clearly just how ready God is able to help you, even if the help is not coming when you think you need it. But it will come at the 11th hour. Um, at the end, she dedicates, uh, she says, subtitled credit, Pakwisi Godfrey Anison. Um, I'm always joking with Auntie Araba that uh, Uncle Pakwisi is one of the bars for me. You know, <laughs> if a man ain't going braid, braid my hair and do <laughs> all the things that he did for Auntie Araba, bruh, you, you, you don't, you can't be in my circle. Okay, you can't. <laughs> Ajaraba, oh, we love you so much onto my younger self. What an honor that you allowed us to not only launch the book, but to also celebrate the first anniversary with you. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We would like for you to keep coming back because I feel like there's going to be more testimonies over the years. And we will be here to celebrate the second, the third, the fifth, the tenth, you know, <laughs> the fifteenth. We'll just keep celebrating. Yeah. Wow. Again, guys, it's a four-time um, subject. Uh, what's the word? Entered or nominated book yeah. for uh, the Christian Literary Awards um, that's organized by Joy and Company. Okay, uh, this is because she wrote this book as an author and she wrote it in excellence. And it just preaches so much. It preaches so much. Mm -hmm. uh, if you leave me alone here, I'm going to keep going and going and going. And Taraba, I'll give you uh, a few minutes to kind of tell us, you know, I, I know you have a few thank yous you want to give to people and uh, a few thoughts. And then yeah. I think we'll come back and I'll give uh, some housekeeping. Um, okay, okay. Um, the first thing I would want to say is that when you read the book, I want you to prepare your mind to know that God is. Mm. That's the takeaway I want people to have when they read the book. Mm. 
The other thing I would want to say is that mm. you never know what would come across your path in life. Mm -hmm. There's so much power in relationships. Yes. So cherish the relationships you have. Mm -hmm. And not just, you know, the romantic kind of relationship. No, relationship with friends, people who work for you, people who you go to. I mean, I was surprised at the number of people who said, I'm willing to be tested for a donor. And wow. the one that touched me most was, Somebody who was a teller in a bank I go to found out I hadn't been there for oh, a while. Realized oh my I was, God. Yes. And the person said, I'm willing. I will give you a kidney. And I thought, okay, maybe you'll think about it. And the next time you would have changed your mind. The next day, the person calls to say, I'm serious. I know somebody who went through it. I know people, one lived till 86, the other lived to, I'm ready to do that. And I thought, my goodness, in the bank. I could barely remember, you know. So I just want to say that value the relationships you have. Your second chance at life could be in the generosity of anybody on the street. Anybody on the street. The driver, the trotter driver you sat in, the person you met at the airport lounge, mm. people in the grocery store, somebody you speak to over the phone, Look, you have no idea where your second chance at life is. Yes. That's the two things I would say. Mm. Know that God is. Mm. Know that your second chance at life lies with anybody. Wow. Value people and respect people. And I'll go on to say thank you to you, Zoe. Thank you oh. so much. I talk about to my younger self everywhere and everywhere and everywhere. Thank you so much for this opportunity, for having me, for allowing me to discuss the book. Mm. Thanks to your production team. Thanks to my entire lunch team. Dr. Adakwe, Ebenezer, Rev, Abba, oh, Sharon, um, yes. Akai, Jackie. all of you. Um, all of you oh, I'm trying to remember the so, names. Jackie, yeah, Afri Day, yes. Afri oh, Day Ebenezer and Pabing. Yes. All of them were invited today to come mm -hmm. and hear me talk And I'm sure they were here because there's a lot who yes. are not talking. And then I see um, my publishers, Kofi, mm -hmm. Dapabli, and... Mm -hmm. Um, Nana Aredama. In fact, when he was nominated for the award in the US, they were the first people I contacted. And I said, our book, <laughs> our book has been nominated for an award in the US for Christian Authors of Excellence. And it's in four different categories. You wow. know, it's not so much about getting the award, but it's the honor that I think goes to God. Mm. When I instruct you and you obey, you realize the end result is still honoring to me. Yeah. So thank you all so much. Thank you for making the time to be here. Mm. Thank you for listening through. Thank you for your comments. Let's keep in touch. Yes. Let's do the best that we can for each other. Let's hold fast to our faith, trust in God, and let's be kind to one another. Oh, and I know one of your producers, Elsie, it's your birthday. <laughs> a very happy birthday to you, Elsie. And yes. may the Lord make all your dreams mm. that are in line with his will come, come to pass to Amen. the glory of his name. Amen. Thank you, Zoe. Oh, it's thank been you. a wonderful time for me. Yes. And oh. to my husband and family and friends who keep supporting me, you know, 
I don't know what else I can say, but thank you. God bless you. You are so loved. Yeah. You are amazing. Yeah. May the Lord multiply what you have done and may everything that you have done for other people as well come full circle to you when you need it. I really appreciate it. Thank you all. Oh, my God. You know, we at My Younger Self, eh? we just love you. But there's one particular one, Sumaya, who just <laughs> just is glued to Antiaraba like, like, I don't even know the description. She absolutely adores Antiaraba. And I thought I was the first, but she's made me understand I have to move over. So we're kind of trying to share the love. But she says, I Thank love you so much, Antiaraba. God bless you. <laughs> keep you i like the way she says keep you for, keep you me. for me in addition to, to my younger self all the radio stations and platforms that i've had sunny fm in accra fishbowl oh, radio God. network joy and company in the u.s God. frn in the u.s i mean thank you thank you yes. and if i don't mention it's not because i don't think you're worth yeah. it it's mm -hmm. just that there are so many and mm -hmm. And you just thank you. No, my grateful heart. You know, um, I have to uh, kind of say here that Antaraba is so meticulous that she even gives us a part here where she says, go to contacts, especially if you read the book and it led you to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal savior. Um, she has here, she actually took time out and wrote to Joyce Myers ministry, uh, Ministries and then also Scripture Union Ghana. And there is information all over here. So if you gave your life to Christ as you were reading the book or you said, I'm curious about this God, God, this woman is talking about. I want to know more. There's so much information here that you can reach out to uh, Joyce Meyer Ministries. And, you know, you can actually tell them, I was reading, you know, this book. And, you know, the woman put it here and here and here. You can explain it and they will respond to you right away. And the same goes for Scripture Union Ghana. This tells you her heart for God. At the end of everything, she still said, it was never about me. It has always been about God. And for that, I want to say thank you, Aunt Tara, but I cannot say thank you enough. And the fact that she always, she's just mentioning us to so many people and in rooms that we we never are in. And I dare say she's not doing it just for, to my younger self. She does it for everyone. You know, she's just that kind of woman. And so we want to praise God for this book. And uh, we're, this is a duly celebrated anniversary honestly and it's yeah. just so great in god's sight oh. thank you lord he inhabits our praise um i want to also take time to say a big birthday um shout out to um elsie dixon i was going to say big sister but she doesn't like it when i say big sister you know in public so elsie dixon you know when Antiaba was describing um you know destiny helpers the last part of it, she, she said, burden bearers. You're more than that to me. You're not only somebody who maybe not, are not able to get me to a place, but kind of keeps me grounded. Let me tell you, <laughs> Elsie is probably all four in one, okay? And I just wanted to publicly say that to you. I truly cherish you. I absolutely adore you. I'm enamored to you. I'm grateful to you. Um, I remember three years ago when we were about to go live 
the, the, the fervency with which you were on, the, the preparation, the color detail, the, the wording, the, she is so on hands-on. And the prayer, the prayer, the prayer, the prayer. Elsie, I love you. I cannot say it enough. And I'm about to cry. But may God just increase you and make you more and just give you more, just more. Um, I know you don't do this for just me, but whenever I'm in your presence, I feel like I'm the only little sister in the world. And I am so grateful. I, can, I just get to be myself with you. No pretense. I have no airs with Elsie, no airs. And I'm thankful for that. So God bless you. Happy birthday. I'm looking forward to a day when I can actually be in the same room with you when you're celebrating your birthday. And, you know, all right, well, I'll stop crying now. Next week, guys, yeah. <laughs> next week we are, and listen, feel free to say happy birthday to Elsie for me. Please put it in the comment section. All of you, I want you to have dancing emojis and all that and just keep saying happy birthday. Most importantly, please pray for her. Pray with her. Pray for her. Okay. Um, there are some people who are gatekeepers who um Make sure that the world is seen in a different perspective. Elsie mm -hmm. is one of them. And I want you to do that for her. Just let her feel the love. Next week, we have another incredible, incredible storyteller. For those of you who uh, grew up watching Things We Do For Love, um, you definitely know about a, a, um, a character that was written by Eddie, Eddie Kodo, who is a, another good friend of mine. Um, called Pusha, right? And uh, Pusha or Ajete Anang, I don't think he likes to be called Pusha anymore, but Ajete Anang is gonna be here next week sharing incredible stories. You all know it's gonna be lit. To my younger self, it's yeah. always lit, right? And so he's gonna be here, he's gonna be sharing stories, just kind of, uh, we're just gonna be hanging and telling stories. Please do not miss next week. Last week I told you don't miss this week. Do you see how it turned out? Don't miss next week. I promise you, you're going to have fun with Ajita Anang. Um, I'm trying to do housekeeping, but I'm a little emotional today. So I'm just going to say patronize all of Africa. Okay, put your money in Africa. That's all I'm going to say today. And thank you to all of our donors. Um, Auntie Araba is one of our biggest supporters. Not only, okay, I know she's going to kill me, so I'm not going to say that part. Yeah, but, don't. So, <laughs> I will just go in trouble with her. But there are so many things Auntie Araba has done for to my younger self and to me personally and for me personally. Uh, there's so many of you who uh, keep, supporting us not only with your prayers but also with uh the fruit of your labor you send us monies here and there you uh, direct us to different places where we can go and source stories we are very grateful to you thank you keep it coming but most importantly we covet your prayers onto my younger self as we continue to ask god what next as we continue to ask him what next please pray with us with that being said uh last year when we did the launch, one of our favorite parts, uh, or at least one of Sumaya's favorite parts, because I gave her this assignment and uh, she did this one. And 
This is from Sumaya, especially to Auntie Araba, because she actually grabbed it from last week's lunch. And she says this reminds her so much of Auntie Araba because Auntie Araba embodies the goodness of God. We're going to play this out and then we will close. We love you so dearly, guys. Auntie Araba, this is for you. Thank you. Of the goodness of God, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sumaya. It's a joy to see all those faces again. I know. I yes. would love to see said we yes, love Yes, all those faces. <laughs> yeah, my darlings. I, I don't know. even know how you got those pictures. Conspirators, we have them. Oh, it's good to see you. Listen, guys, from Montero and I and uh, from the studios in um, Africa, uh, um, well, I said Africa because I just read someone saying, put your money in Africa. So, well, you never know. We might get studios in Africa. Who knows, right? So we're prophesying. But from Montero and I, uh, from to my younger self, um, we just want to say, enjoy your day. Remember, invest in your relationships. We love you dearly. We will see you next week with Ajitana. Bye. Yes.